Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today, we have a very special guest. We're so happy to have her on, Pamela Banks, who is the National Women's Council of Realtors president and also a guest and a speaker at our upcoming Women of Vision conference on August 26th. Pamela, thank you for joining me today. Allison, I am so happy to be with you. I just thank you for having me. Yes, we're super excited to have you on and for the great things that you're going to share with our listeners today. But before we get started on that, let's ask our signature question, who we ask all of the guests who join us on the podcast. So since this podcast is called The Real View, we want to know, what is the best view that you have ever seen? Well, there are so many beautiful views, but this one stands out in my mind and my heart We were in Alaska. We took a cruise in the Inside Passage. And of course, like everybody does in Alaska, you want to take a float plane or a plane ride or a helicopter ride over the glaciers. We ended up taking a plane ride over the glaciers and the sun was hitting those glaciers. And they are such a deep blue, deep white, and it looked like diamonds. As far as you could see, it was glistening in the sun and it was so beautiful that it actually brought tears to my eyes. It just touched me so much. So that is one of the views that I think of all the views that you could ask me about, that would be the one that stands out in my mind that I will never, ever forget. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. And don't you love those little moments, you know, that make you just appreciate life and, and you know, think, you know, there there has to be a bigger meaning here, you know, in this world when you see things as beautiful as that, you just, it kind of makes you just think and appreciate life just that much more. Well, you know, what it makes you realize is you are just a little piece of this puzzle and there is so much out there that is so much bigger than all of us. And so I think every now and then we need that kind of reality check to just keep us where we need to be and realize that, you know, we are a piece of the puzzle, but just a very small, minute piece to that puzzle. That's so true. It's very humbling almost in a way too. It makes you realize like the world is so much bigger than us and our problems that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. So love those kind of moments. And thanks for sharing that with us. It looks very, very beautiful. So how long did it take you to get to Alaska? It's very, very far, right? <laughs> well, it's, I'm, in, I'm in Florida. So yeah, we had to go to Seattle. And then from Seattle, we flew to Anchorage And it was an all day excursion. However, when we got there, you know, we were there for, I think, seven, seven days. And we actually just had the most amazing trip I saw. You know, I saw so many beautiful things. And that was just one of them that came to my mind. But we went on a small cruise ship, which which is now no longer in business. It was called Cruise West. So we didn't stay on the boat. There was only 45 people on this boat. And we stayed at different towns along the passage. And so we got to see a little bit of the culture as well as the beauty of nature, which is totally amazing. If, If you've not been to Alaska, put it on your bucket list. 
because it really is the last frontier that I can think of in our country. Yeah, very cool. Well, it sounds sounds amazing. Definitely, we'll have to add that one on the list of of vacations because I've I mean I've seen photos, but I'm sure it doesn't do it any sort of justice until you're standing there witnessing it in its full in person glory. <laughs> so thanks. So let's talk a little bit now. I want to hear about you. Um, I know we mentioned that you are you know your involvement as president of the Women's Council of Realtors. So, you know, you can talk to us a little bit about that, but also I would just love to hear your story. How did you get involved in real estate? Have you always been in Florida? Tell us a little bit about your story and then we can get into the work that you do as president of the Women's Council of Realtors. Thanks. You know, I have to say that I I was born in New Jersey, so I'm not a Floridian by native, but I, we moved here when I was nine years old. So when I deal with women through the Women's Council of Realtors in the Northeast, they love me because I've got a little bit of that edge from the Northeast because yes. I've got that little bit of the mellow from the South. Yes. And so, you know, I've lived down here all my life. I, I call this home. I was raised in South Florida. And it's it's just one of those things that you learn to adapt to the different environment that you're in. So, you know, all these years that I've lived in Florida, I have enjoyed what Florida has to offer, which are those beautiful beaches. You know, we have amazing coastline. And so I, I was one of those young girls, you know, barefoot on the beach every day. My girlfriend and I, we lived about three blocks from the beach. So every day after school, we would walk to the beach And so those are the memories I have of growing up in South Florida, which, you know, is really a a special place on the earth. And then as I grew and I met my husband, I met on a blind date, which is wow, that's awesome. And we've we've been married 41 years. So congratulations. Was a good friend of mine who thought, well, you know, maybe these two will work out. And lo and behold, here we are. 41 years later with three grown sons. And now I have four grandbaby girls. Amazing. Oh my gosh. How cool to get your boys and then your girls. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I, I always wanted that little girl. And when I had my third son, which I did a home birth on my third son, my mother was in the other room. And when my husband came out with this little baby boy, she came back in. She goes, you can always try again. And I said, no, mom, I'm done. Three strikes, you're out. And so lo and behold, here I am now. And I have these beautiful, special little girls that are just so sweet. And so I have my office. My office is detached from my home. And I have a little desk. I bought them a little desk. So when they come, they actually sit next to my desk. And I call them my assistants. And they work on their little coloring and all that. So I'm already training them to be businesswomen. There you go. You know, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. And so we got married and I've been always been in sales. I worked for Estee Lauder for many, many years. And then I took time off to be with my children for about 12 years. And then I got back into sales because I, I love people. I love interacting with people. And I started selling all kinds of stuff. If you can think it, I sold it. I went door to door selling advertisements for a car magazine where I would even go to junkyards and take pictures of motors. And then I'd write up this little, you know, quirk about, you know, run smooth or whatever. And I take every lesson I've learned from every job I've ever had and I use it in my real estate career. There is nothing that you do in life that you cannot use 
when you move on. I think every piece of it means something to you and it and you build on it. So I went on and I started selling television production and I worked like this, the middle of the country and I would contact the tourist bureaus for states and for local and I would come up with an idea and I would sell it to them. And then we would do this show called Trailside, which is an outdoor adventure show, which was on PBS. And so I did that. I did that. And, you know, I would sell these great things and then I'd come back and they go, oh no, you know, we can't do that, do it at that time. And some of these things were timely. Like I'll never forget Michigan. It was the tulip festival. Well, as we all know, tulips only bloom in a certain time of the year. And so I had this whole thing lined up and then they said they couldn't do it. And, you know, things like that started to happen over and over again. And I thought, you know, I was really disgruntled. And what do you do when you're disgruntled? You call your best friend. So I'm driving home from work one day and I'm just complaining. And she listened and she listened. And then finally she said to me, why don't you go get your real estate license? So that's how. I ended up getting my real estate license. You have to listen to your friends because sometimes they see things in you that you don't see in yourself. And so I got my real estate license in 2000 and immediately immersed myself in the profession, which is my passion, as you can imagine. And um, over the years, I've worked for different brokerages. And every time I kind of gain more information, gain more information. And then when I, I was working for Remax, another Remax, I'm with Remax now, I was very successful. You know, I was in the business about four years. I was selling a lot of real estate. You know, it was just a lot of fun. However, I knew there was something more than just houses, just selling houses. Not that that's a just, it's a big deal. However, I want it more. And I, I'll never forget the day I walked into my broker's office and I said, I wish there was a place I could go to meet like-minded professionals and discuss real estate issues. And she said, you need to join the Women's Council of Realtors. And I didn't know anything about them. So I'm at a board function. And before you know it, this lady's tapping me on the shoulder. And we have a saying at the Women's Council, the task is to ask. And she says to me, darling, she said, I think we need you. Will you come and join our organization and help us grow? And I had no clue. But I always say yes. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And that was in 2004. So fast forward over the years, the more involved I got, the more jobs I got to do, the more experience I gained, the more opportunities. And it's through the leadership opportunities that it opened so many doors in my local association, in my state association. And now it's opening doors, not only in the national Association of Realtors, but in a global way. Wow. So that is, yeah, it's so cool because I think that what people don't realize, they, they think they're too busy to get involved, but the more involved you get, the more competitive edge that you receive because you know more because you're in the mix of everything that's going on. And then the people, well, the people are what, who are amazing that you surround yourself with. You know, they say, if you want to soar like the eagles, you can't hang out with the turkeys. So I love being, that. <laughs> that. And so being involved is like soaring with the eagles because these are the people that are the change makers that are making a difference in the industry. I love that. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. 
Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. So you then obviously became super involved and um, became hooked and that we found a lifer in you. How, talk a little bit about becoming president and, and what made you want to take that step. Was it just because, you know, you loved being involved in so much with, with the organization organization so much or what kind of led your decision to uh, make the run for president and then now get to be president and then maybe tell us a little bit too about what your role is you know as president of the women's association tell us a little bit about it well you know what it wasn't like i joined this organization and i thought someday you know i didn't have this goal of like i'm going to be the national president someday it wasn't even on my mind it was just something that was organic the more I got involved, the more I wanted to get involved. And the more that I wanted to get involved, it led to all these different positions, you know. And so I served as my local network president in 2006. I served as Florida Women's Council of Realtors, Florida state president in 2015. And so after that, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not done. After being president of Florida, which is the largest member ship organization in the Women's Council as far as our members. And I thought, you know what? I'm not done. I still have something to give. I think I'll run for the executive committee. So I ran for the national executive committee and you have to do speeches. And I'll tell you what, I was shaking. I, I, I'll never forget the, the time that I did my speech to run for the national line, which was next after the executive committee my knees were shaking. I mean, I, I was really doing that. And so, so what, why I tell you that is because you have to push yourself to that point to really grow. And so when you get involved, it's going to push you into doing things that you would never do otherwise. Like I would never, you know, speak to hundreds and thousands of people at one time. You know, I, I mean, those are things you don't normally do. And then, so when I ran for treasurer, because that's how you get. And that was in 2017 to be 2018 national treasurer. My knees were shaken. And so I got off that stage and I said to some of my realtor friends in the audience, I said, did you realize how nervous I was? And they said, nope, we couldn't even tell. So you, even when you're in front of people, even when you're doing a listing presentation, as long as you're prepared, you make me nervous as all anything. However, people don't know it. You're the only one that knows it. And so I always remind myself because sometimes I get all caught up like, what if I forget what I was going to say? Or what if I don't say what I should say? And then I remind myself that nobody really knows what you were going to say anyway. So why does it matter? So it just kind of kept rolling along, rolling along. 
And then once I got involved and, you know, I like to tell people that there's politics in everything, you know, nothing runs smoothly. I don't care if you're running for the school board or in the PTA or in your church or synagogue, there's always going to be differences of opinions, different personalities. And what you learn through involvement and getting involved in, on all these different levels is how to work with all kinds of people. And so I'll never forget one time I was like, you know, there's too much politics. I really don't know if I want to continue on this. And a friend of mine who is not in real estate said to me, if you want to affect change and make a change, you've got to deal with the politics. So I remind myself all the time when I get into all the weeds and I don't look at the big picture that, you know what, don't let anyone stop you from what you need to do keep rolling on. And so that's what happened. And before I knew it, I was installed as the national president last year in November. And it wasn't the type of installation I was really hoping for because it was virtual. Yeah. I had planned this great thing. We we're supposed to be in New Orleans at the national conference. And so we went down there and we got all ready and I was super excited. And then, you know, everything changed. So even though it's not exactly how I thought it would be because things normally aren't as we think they're going to be anyway. So true. <laughs> you know, isn't it with everything in life? And I think and it goes know, back to, to what you were saying about how we we make so many scenarios up in our heads. You know, we think everybody knows we're nervous and everyone's judging us and they're not. They, they have no idea. And it's the same way, you know, with the world. We think things are going to be going one way and we get so stuck on an idea in our heads and then it turns out totally differently. And it's just it. I think it proves a point that there's so much in our head. You know, we can't necessarily always listen to those little voices in our heads because while they can be correct, sometimes can also like throw you off a little bit too. So it was funny. It's kind of like two different scenarios there that with the same kind of mindset almost. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Somebody recently told me, I don't remember who it was, stop listening to your voice in your head and start talking to the voice in your head. It makes a huge difference because you've always got those, oh no, blah, 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 blah. And then you just say, no, I can do this. I've got this. I'm going to make it happen. So it's not necessarily your circumstances that get you, it's your thoughts. Yep. So true. That's kind of it. So true. Well, I can tell just in the couple minutes that we've been talking how incredible of a leader we have in you leading um, the Women's Council. So thank you for your service and, and your leadership this year. I want to talk a little bit about how can women or other realtors get involved in the council? Um, how do they you know, find out more information? Because I mean, this sounds like just a wonderful group and I'm sure what you're able to provide and the services and the networking and the leadership and the connection with other realtors, I'm sure um, is such an attractive thing to many of our listeners. So how can realtors out there get more involved? Good question, Allison. It's simple. You can visit our website, wcr.org. We have everything that you need to know about the Women's Council of Realtors from how to find a member in a different state, you know, we do a lot of networking. We are one of the, I guess, the best networking organizations in the NRR family. And so referrals come back and forth, back and forth. Or if you want to get some training on maybe being better on social media. So we are a professional development organization. We have 250 local and state networks across the country. We are the 12th largest women's professional organization in the country. We are the oldest. And I love this. You know, I just learned this this year. So see, you're always learning something. We are the oldest affiliate 
of the National Association of Realtors. Really? Yeah. 83 years. 83 years. That's amazing. And I'm sure like I would love to know the history behind it. And I'm not sure if you you know the whole history of, of how women even got. You're like, yes, of course I do. <laughs> For those of you listening, we're also on Zoom right now. So I can see her reaction to me asking that question. But I would love to hear a little bit about it because, I mean, it sounds like it came around at a time where women were not really, um, you know, working and, and having these careers that you know, so many of us do today. I would love to hear more about that. And I'm a history nerd too. And I'm, I'm sorry to our listeners who are like, I don't care, but I love this kind of stuff. It is amazing. And Allison, I'm glad you're a history buff because I never was. However, as I've gotten older, I realize how important history is to where we are. And we can't rewrite history, but we can definitely rewrite the future. But I have to say, think about 1938, of course. When you look back, what do you see? You see these women with hats on and gloves on and all this stuff going on, fighting for their rights. You know, they were in real estate, but they, when it came time to to go to the closing, the men that that were doing it, they got the big fat paycheck and the women would get maybe a bottle of wine, some flowers, and thank you so much when she really was doing all the work. So in 1938, there was a dozen women attended a national conference in Milwaukee and they're on a train ride, of course, back to California. Wow. And so they're brainstorming, you know, and that's what we still do in our organization because we know that we learn so much from one another. So if you can imagine these ladies brainstorming on the train ride, clickety, 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 and their brains are just clicking as well. And they go back to California and they actually start a women's group the realty ads or something like that. It was this. So as word spread, groups started to start putting coming together all around the country. And that was that was actually in 1924. It took up 14 years for the National Association of Realtors and the president, Joseph Catherine, we got to pat him on the back because he saw what was happening with these women. And he decided in 1938 to form the National Women's Council of Realtors. And so that's how we got started. And it started because women didn't have many rights at the time. And so we realized that we needed to, and we know it now, we still need to unify. Unity is what grows and keeps people going. And so that's what we continue to do. And we also realized that we needed local areas to do it because real estate is local. It's not national, you hear about the national, what's going on, but it's really a localized and that's where the local networks come into play. And so we, of course, have grown and that's how we got started. And there, we're not done. I mean, we have so much more. The horizon is amazing as more and more women. I mean, I think it's 67%, 65% of all realtors are women. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's true in Ohio too. I know we're, we're hovering right around that 60 to 65% of uh, our members are women too. And it's just growing. And what an amazing career that, you know, women have been able to find in, in real estate and they continue to flourish, but you're right. We got to, you know, continue on that path, continue to, to grow and uplift each other. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do here with this Women of Vision Conference, which is the first of its kind for Ohio Realtors. It was an idea by our president, past president in 2020, Chris Reese. And um, 
She was a pandemic <laughs> affected by the pandemic and her leadership was, but she did just an amazing job. But unfortunately, this was one of the things we decided to delay so we could have a full conference. We thought it deserved the in-person experience. So we're so lucky and grateful that we're able to have it now in just a short couple weeks here. And you will be a speaker at it, which we're so excited and thrilled to have you join us um, in Ohio. And I'm not sure, will this be the first in-person convention you've been to post-pandemic? Or have you kind of already been out there (laughs) going to some in-person events? So actually, Allison, no, I've been to a couple of in-person, not many, but starting in August, it's really, it's turned the page. We have turned the page to no longer really hybrid as much, more in person. So I'm super excited. I love Ohio. I've been to Ohio many times and visited all of them. And I, and Chris Reese, I just, she's one of my favorite ladies. So, you know, I'm super excited to be on stage and to be able to present talking about listening because, you know, I know everyone out there is like, well, she sure knows how to talk a lot. You don't realize, though, I do listen a lot because listening is a communication skill that's probably more important than talking. And I I think, you know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You know, we hear that and there is a reason for that. We need to listen twice as much as we speak because we don't learn anything from hearing ourselves talk. We learn from everyone else. And what I love about this is Richard Bronson. I talk about what he says and he says He learns from everybody. He doesn't care if it's the parking guy, parking his car, the cleaning lady. He says, you always take time to talk to somebody and you will learn something. So when I speak, I'm going to test everybody's skills because if I asked everybody, how well do you listen? They're all like, oh yeah, I listen really well. That's what everybody says. The fact of the matter is we do not listen as well as we think. And a few years ago, when I decided to put this presentation together, I said to one of my sons, I'm doing a presentation on listening. And he started laughing. He goes, you, you're doing a presentation on listening. (laughs) So the fact of the matter is we all need to learn how to listen better. And through this presentation, it will change how you communicate, how your relationships are, whether they're in business, whether they're in personal, will totally change. So I'm super excited to bring you through that journey of, of instead of we talk so much about public speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking, now we're going to talk about listening. Yeah, it's almost an unforgotten um, communication skill too. And I'll never forget where I heard this or where I learned this, but they said, you know, in, in listening in a way not to react, we almost are listening and processing information and, and we're instantly thinking, okay, I'm going to say back this, this is what I'm saying back, this is what, and to kind of retrain our brains to listen, not to react, but listen to really understand and absorb everything that the person in front of us is saying. So what a great skill that our guests will learn. And I'm I'm intrigued. I, I want to know how I can improve my listening skills as well. So before we wrap things up today, if you have one piece of advice to give to our women realtors out there, to our realtors in general, you know, male or female, on how to find success, how to be your best self, what would that be? You know, I I really do think about this a lot because I think we always compare ourselves with everybody else and don't, you know, there's no one like you and there will always be somebody richer, smarter, more good looking, more connected. You know, there's always going to be someone. And if we concentrate on those people that we think are so much better than us, then we'll never be our true selves. 
because there are so many people that look at us and think, wow, you know, they have this and that and that. So concentrate on the good things in your life and don't concentrate on the things that you don't have. Oprah Winfrey says it the very best. And she says, I won't probably do this verbatim, but she says, if we concentrate on the things that we that we don't have, we'll never have enough. If we concentrate on the things we have, we'll always have more than enough. And so that's what I want to remind everybody that there's only one you and we all have gifts. We all have different gifts. You know, I look at some of the women that I work with that are brilliant. I mean, they can put together these plans and this and that. And I think, geez, you know, I'm not very good at that, but that's okay. You surround yourself with all those people that can make you better. And so that's what I always want to remind everybody is that you have what it takes to be your best self. And the Women's Council of Realtors is an organization that finds out where you are the best, what, what's your talents. And I think about that with my grandbabies. I told you, Allison, I finally get little girls to play with and I love them. And I look at each and every one of them and they're all different. Like they all have their different strengths. And my biggest prayer is that I will bring out the power of each one of their little strengths. Because that's when you grow and that's when you add value to the world around you. Uh, I love that. That makes me almost emotional a little bit. Um, I'm like, can you be my grandma? <laughs> I, I love that. I relate to that so much because um, my dad was the oldest of three sons and I, and then there was two grandsons born before me. So I was the first girl and my dad's mother when I tell you, I think she bought me a new dress every day. I think she bought me a new dress every day because she was so happy to have a little girl. So I relate to that <laughs> so much. But this has been so amazing. And wow, I, I, I've loved this. You are so inspiring. And we get to hear more of you in a couple of weeks at the, right. at the conference. And I'm so excited for that. But thank you so much for your time today, for the work that you do for women around this industry. We, are, we all are benefiting from you and your leadership that you have put forward. So thank you so much. We can't wait to see you in person in just a couple of weeks. So exciting. And to our listeners, thank you guys all for uh, joining us here today. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.